What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. This life was all I ever wanted. I'm not leaving. Not yet. I was hoping you'd say that. We gotta hit the streets, make some money. People like us must destroy people like him. Buckle up. Get Showtime free at Showtime.com. My brother Jack. Oh my God, we back. Let's go. Just getting started, baby. Just getting started. Welcome back to a special quarantine edition of All the Smoke. Jack, what's up, bro? What's up, my brother? Much love. You, you already know that. Yeah, I'm still on for my birthday, the virtual yeah, birthday that's what party, I'm saying, bro. You got me drunk from a motherfucking Zoom call, bro. How I have a hangover the next day from a party I wasn't even at. I was in my own house when I got drunk. That shit is crazy. We had a good time, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to everyone who jumped on that. We appreciate y'all, man. Happy birthday to Jack yes, again. Sir. And, man, we got a, a special Bay Area legend, NBA Hall of Famer, probably the, the best shit talker we've ever seen. Welcome, my the brother, goat. Gary Payton. What's good? What's good, fellas? What's GP, up, OG? What's up with you, man? Shoot, my, my, young, my, my nephew, you had a birthday, huh? You didn't want to put me on the chat, man, so oh, I can get fucked up too, huh? Hey, because you know, hey, you know G, G would have been taking them shots with us for sure. Ooh, oh, yeah, boy, I would have had, had a ball on that motherfucker, boy, drinking like that. <laughs> hey, I, I, already, I 
already know. Yeah, I, I know you. I know you were somewhere out, somewhere out in the woods, somewhere hard to find you. But hey, next one, next one, we gonna be in person. There gonna be no video that call. It's all good. Off, it's all good. Off the grid. So how you handling this new reality force? You know, we're in this uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, and uh, it, it's it's really changed. Life as we know it. Uh, how are you and your family handling and what you got going on with that? I'm just chilling, man. I, I done went to a little secluded spot, just be kicking it. That's about it. And just try to stay away from things like they say. You know, but, I, you know, I got to go outside. I got to gotta do something. I got to run. I got to walk the dog. Right. I got to do right. something. You know what I'm saying? But right. it's, it's one of these things where they don't know what's going really going on. So they want to keep people away from people that's going to be sick and and have immune systems that can't take this stuff. So right. that's what the problem is because we don't know really what it is. So we got to we got to be safe, you know, safe with our, our our grandmothers or our mothers who are very ill. So that's what they're really really trying to, you know, break it down so people can stay away from. Right. Right. So we had a KG back at All-Star and we were just talking about the game and the history of the game. And obviously your name always comes up, obviously, as one of the great point guards, but also one of the great shit talkers. And he told us a story how you you backed someone down from half court and you had <laughs> you was in the ref's ear, you was in the defender's ear, you was in the coach's ear, you was talking shit to everyone all by all while still running your team. I watched GP back down the guard from uh, baseline to baseline, talking the whole time. <laughs> Shut your ass up. Four up twist. Hey, get his ass in here. Hey, come up. Hey, you see the hand on the hip? Call it if you see. Like he just that sound like <laughs> finally hit me. I'm like, how is GP managing all this? He talking to me. He play. He calling the play. He throwing the ball like yo, and still scoring the ball, stealing the ball, affected in the in the huddle. He in the huddle. He got the thing. He drawing it up. Yeah. Like, yo, GP to me was, like, masterful. <laughs> Where does that shit come from, man? <laughs> man, y'all know what? You know it's coming from them streets of Oakland, man. That's where I, I grew up like, man. The area. I, 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 go, I grew up in them streets, man. So it's no, you know, I used to go to every neighborhood and get down with people, man. And my daddy used to be right there talking shit with me. And he used yeah. to back me up so niggas couldn't get out and get, really get down on me. And then my brother was there, too, so... People was real, real mad at me because I can get down and I can back it up, and I used to kill them. So it used to be fun. It used to be fun to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I can do it and yeah. talk crazy. So when I brought it to the league, they didn't know what the hell to do with it. So I took it to advantage, and then I still start killing them, and it was fun to me, man. That shit was hella fun just to basically know I could control somebody with my mouthpiece and then affect them in the game. Hey, people don't understand how hard that is to be able. Okay, one, you you got a, a a guard guarding you from taking the ball out. You talking to him, telling him he ain't finna take the ball. The coach saying something to the player while you while you dribbling. You tell the coach to sit down. One of the fans <laughs> say something. You tell the fans. You tell the fan, don't worry about it. I got this. He hand checking. You talking to the ref. Hey, get his hands off me, ref. Get his hands off me, ref. Then you telling your then, then, then you telling the player say get over there, get over. There. I got this. You backing him down. I, hey, people don't understand how hard that is to control the whole game. Only great players yeah. can control the whole game, dog. And that's multitasking at its finest. Yeah, and you know why it was so cool? Because I had a coach that'll let me do whatever I wanted to and Coach George Call. So, you know, I used to always call the plays that I think was more effective for myself and then get my my teammates involved. So I used to call a play called one up 
where I get on the left side and it just be one, it just be one. And when uh, Kevin was really talking about it, it was on that one side where I turn my back and I bag them down, but I'm talking to everybody at the same time. <laughs> and then if the guard, if the player, he try to he try to come and try to steal that moment, I'm gonna spin on his ass and he threw. And then he gonna be all bad. So even though it was one of them plays where. You, nobody could defend it. And then, you know, today, they can zone. In our day, you couldn't zone like that. So everybody had to be yeah. spread it out. And if I get by you and somebody start running over, then I'm going to pick you apart because I'm going to start giving the ball to everybody. And it wasn't like that like today's today's game where you can sit over in the zone and then you can zone it up and then defend me and defend everybody else too. Speaking of today's yeah. game, how do you feel like your game would fit in today's game? Today is completely different from, obviously, when you played and when Jack Jack and I played. How do you feel like you would do in today's game? You know what, Matt? Today's game, it, it, it has changed a lot because it's more now that the three-point uh, shot is the, is the weapon. On our day, we had the big man that was the weapon. And what, what happened is, is they took the hand checking away from, that would they would have took the hand checking away from me. It would have been hard because you can't guard these dudes who can dribble that basketball, who can do the things that they do because it's too hard right. to, 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 um, to guard them. So I, I think it would have been a little bit different. I would have had to adjust my game. But you know what? I can't let them, I can't let them ever get me and give me 30 and then I'll be happy with it or 50 and let me be happy with it. I'm going to have to give his right. ass 50 back because I'm going to yeah, ISO right, his right. ass my same way. I'm going to ISO him and make him be on the island too because he put me on the island. So they would have to, whoever go at me, the, 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 the Hardens, the Stephs, and all them dudes, and all them who go at me, I'm going to have to go back at them. I would just have to do one-on-one -on -one with them, and we would just have to get 50 apiece. Hey, besides, besides, <laughs> Matt, besides, hey, besides Magic, besides Magic Johnson, you one of those guards that, uh, that posted up a lot. You kind of, y'all kind of started that. I think now, if you was in today's game, you abuse that because they don't take advantage of matchups like they used to, like we did. I remember Matt mm -hmm. tell you when we played with Don, when we played with Don Nelson. When we played against the Phoenix Suns, Don Nelson told us, "I don't care who shoot the ball, whoever Steve Nash Gordon, go post up." He didn't care yep. who it was. You know what I'm saying? They don't they, they don't take advantage of uh, uh, mismatches now. If you if you was playing right now, Lord, you'll be getting so many post up layups. Yeah. It'd be ridiculous. Because I go at everyone that couldn't, nephew, I go at everybody who couldn't play defense. And which one, whichever <laughs> one of them that couldn't play defense, I go at their dome right now. And they and don't understand let that. Oh, and I'll be going at his head. I'll be like the mouse in the house, in the, in, the, in the church house mouse. He all in here. He by himself on this island, and I'm going to tear his head off. And I'm going to kill him, too, man. And every time I make a bucket, I'm going to be like, bring your last on back down here. Because if he score, I'm going to be like, nigga, it's all bad because I'm going right back at you. Ain't nobody on my team going to touch this ball but me. And I'm going to go yeah. at you. And somebody yeah. going to help you. And I'm going to tell them they going to help you because he going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, tell us what I got a chance to play with Chris Paul and was a part of uh, Lob City and just seeing Blake and DeAndre and the shit they used to do used to awe me. But you arguably played with one of the best dunkers of all time in Sean Kemp. Rain man, like just rain all, man. All, all you had to do is throw that shit out in the atmosphere. That motherfucker's going to come catching and dunk on somebody. Shit, man, that was the greatest feeling ever, man. Because me and me and Sean always had a thing for the thing to say. He'd be like, ooh, ooh, and once soon as I steal the ball, he'll be come behind me and he'd be like, woo-hoo. 
and I know you there, and I just throw that thing up. And he, I might sometime, I might sometime miss where I'm throwing the ball at, but he'll come flying, man, and grab that thing, and wah-bah. And then you know how he act the fool. He start pointing at people, and you know how he get to doing all this, and bam-bam-bam, you know. So it was at the fun with him, man, because... He made it entertaining when he dunk on you, and then they'll be coming and slapping him high five. I was like, man, y'all crazy in the mud. Y'all just, y'all <laughs> on a highlight film, man. Y'all on Sports Center, because you know we had the top, the top 10 Sports Center at that time. Because we used to yeah, run home yeah. to see who made the top 10 in, in the Sports Center. And you know, yeah, we used to go to. And you know we used to go to Foot Locker and you can get a poster which you getting dunked on too. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was cold Back too. So yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. Dope. Who were some of your rivals back in the day in the point guard position? Obviously, you played in the era with some amazing point guards, uh, Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton, yeah. Magic Johnson, name a few, but who were your personal rivals? My two personal rivals, it was uh, John Stockton and Tim Hardaway. I used to love Ooh. to play against both of them because, you know, me and Tim had a thing going on that, uh, you know, he from Chicago and he was in Oakland and he used to talk a gang of a mess and I had to go at his head all the time. So, but now <laughs> me and him, we got to real, we done got real close, but it was a good thing. Yeah. But I used to hate John Stockton, man, because he never talked to me. You know what I'm saying? He just look at you like he a zombie, man, and then kill you, back pick you, <laughs> knock your ribs out of the place, man. So I used to be always wanting to get at him, man. So them two was my main ones. But you know, we went against Rod Strickland, Kevin mm. Johnson, Mark Price. We had a lot of dudes that we used to get at. And it was point guard central there at that time. Muggsy Bogues, all the little guards, man, that would get at you, man. Even uh, you know, Adams uh, from uh, Denver. You know, them no. little guards, yeah. man, was, was a joint, man. And we had everywhere we went in the NBA, we had to play against a guard. You know, that's when Mark yeah. Jackson was even bumping with the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So it was like Indiana had Vern, Vern Fleming and all them dudes, man. So we had a lot of point guards in my day. Yeah, that was big. They got the uh, the Last Dance documentary coming up with uh, Jordan and the Bulls. Obviously, you guys had a, 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 a good run with them in 96. What do you remember about yeah, that got, time? Y'all got a little yeah, taste of that, MJ. Yeah, you know, you know that was Matt. That was that was the thing that I think we played too late. We played them too late. We was trying to. I think Coach Carl was scared. I was hurt a little bit in that in that series, and he wouldn't start me on on MJ. And then once we got down 3-0, I start guarding MJ, and we turned the series around. We blew him out mm -hmm. twice, and then we went back to Chicago, and it was too late. Uh, I I have good memories, man, because going at Jordan was cool with me. You know what I'm saying? I used to try to go at his dome all the time, man, and get him out of it, but. They had a coach in Phil Jackson who didn't care about Eagles. When, you know, I yeah. get in that Jordan and Jordan to get out of his game a little bit and start talking to me, Phil would always switch the game up and he would put Pippen on me who was a bigger guard and I couldn't post him up, you know what I'm saying, because he's too big. So I had to always take him off the dribble. So I had fun, man, in, in, in the 90s, man. The 90s was the, the shit to me because we played against everybody and then you young kids started to come, youngsters started coming, <laughs> and then I started getting messed up because y'all y'all <laughs> had too much dog in y'all, man. And by that time, I done got older then. You know, both of y'all, both of y'all got dog in y'all. So I was like, oh, man, I, I can't mess with too many of these youngsters, man, because they doing too much right now. So then when y'all start coming, man, it was more of a 
getting at y'all, man, as 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 nephews, man, mm-hmm. and you're passing the game on because y'all had that ump. You know what I'm saying? It ain't too many of y'all can come in there and have that ump that I had. And I don't yeah. really, you know, I don't really respect too many of these dudes because I get them, I get at them, and they change and they turn down and they turn their cheek the other way. But y'all mm-hmm. too, man, was a little bit different, man. Y'all didn't turn y'all cheek. Y'all went at everybody, especially you, Matt. Throwing the ball, faking the ball in Kobe's face, doing all that crap, man. And then, and then you stack, going in the stands, getting that people, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So y'all was just a little bit different, man. So it was always good. Hey, hey I, 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 I always tell people, I say one thing about GP, that's why I love him. I say, you got to be a real one if GP rock with you. He don't rock yeah. with anybody. Yeah, you know that, nephew. I don't, I don't get out with people, man. I don't have friends like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when I rock with y'all, man, especially when y'all gave me the gave, gave me the text, man, and said, hey, man, y'all come on the show. I was like, yeah, about damn time. Hey, you know what was crazy? You know what was crazy was me and Jack text you on the same day not even knowing. We was oh, thinking. I didn't of, even know we, that. Well, we was thinking a guess we needed. It wasn't even spoken. We both just because I had hit you. You're like, yo, I just spoke to Jack, and I didn't even. It wasn't like I told Jack to hit you or Jack told me to hit you type shit. So we both just felt yeah. like, yo, we need to get GP on this motherfucker, man. Yeah, you know it's always a pleasure to jump on with y'all, man. And then you know this is start, man, because I got to come and be in person with y'all, man. Yeah. After we get off this oh, quarantine, so we can yeah. really act the damn fool. You know what I'm that saying? That's what I'm waiting on, yes, sir. Yeah. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. 
Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah. Well, let's let's transition into something that, that Jack and I have been huge a- a- advocates for while we played post career. Obviously, a-, a Bay Area legend, an NBA Hall of Famer, endorsing cannabis and and and, and really help uh, pushing the movement and the word. And, and we appreciate what you do. But speak to me how that came about. Hey, well, you know, hold, on, hold on, tell him, tell him the story. Tell him the I'm story tell first, the real bro. Story. Yeah, I'm tell, tell him the real story. story. But everybody so that don't know, this is the real story about Gary I Payton. Hear, hey, everybody, everybody around the world, everybody around the world, all they call, I'm talking about, man, I need Gary Payton. That's all I need. That's my favorite. Everybody's screaming for that right now. And y'all don't even know how the OG found out about it. Go ahead and tell him, OG. It's all good. Because, you know, one day I was just sleeping, you know, Stack hit me on the phone and he was hitting me heck of, heck of times, right? So I was like, damn. So I was like, well, my y'all someone, I hope ain't nothing wrong. So I picked up the phone and he was like, OG, <laughs> you know, man, I came to, to the Bay, man, to pick up some of your stuff. I said something about what? And he was like, the Gary Payton. I said, man, I don't know nothing about no weed. He said, you don't know nothing about no strand in the weed they got on you? I was like, nah. He was like, man, OG, man, you better look into that, man. <laughs> so when he, when he told me, I went and got the word out on the streets to get out to see who was running the running with the uh with the uh with the strand. So they got in touch with Burner, and Burner didn't know nothing about it because it wasn't even out in cookies yet. It was somebody in the streets who had uh, knocked it off. It was a knock on it, and they was trying to sell it, and they had bad packages and stuff out there, and they yeah. were selling it. So then all of a sudden, when I got to the meeting, I thought I was going to get with some street names and get down, and we was going to talk, but Burner came up. And then when Burner came up, Burner was like, man, OG, man, this ain't even supposed to be out. I'm going to find out who did it, and I really think I know who did it and put it on the streets. So that's what really happened. And then when Burner mm-hmm. did it, he stopped it. He stopped that. And then he said, you know what? We was going to call you anyway because what happened was we went out and we we cut some strands, and the strand came to Gelato 2020. And it was like, we want to honor the OG because we're mm. from the Bay. So what's right. 20 mean? That mean Gary Payton out here. Yeah. So then yeah. they mm-hmm. said, we going to name this, the strand Gary Payton. To me, the bigger picture is, because I work with UCLA on this UC, uh, on this uh, cannabis research program. To me, the bigger play and the bigger picture is realizing how beneficial this can be for athletes in sports. I mean, you know as a professional, they pumping us full of opioids to, to get us back on these playing fields, but then want to penalize us for smoking. You know what I mean? And knowing right. that... 
I've been smoking since I was 14. Started in high school, through high school, through UCLA, through the NBA, and I was always taking a chance, but to me, there was no alternative because I wasn't someone who could take opioids. They gave me stomach aches. I wasn't really a big drinker, so I just always smoked it and took that chance because I felt like I really needed it. So the fact that you and, and you're bringing other legends in, into play, and there's other people in place, our brother, shout out Al Harrington of Viola, Ricky Williams, Mike Tyson, there's so many people around that are these so-called one percenters. You know, Kevin Durant supports it. I mean, we can be productive, what the fuck ever, dads, business owners, fathers, professional athletes, and still smoke cannabis, and we shouldn't be fined, suspended, or possibly lose our career over it. Well, Matt, that's a good point. And, and that's why I, I think a lot of people are seeing me indifferent, because before my mom passed uh, um, uh, five months ago from cancer, Sorry from liver that, cancer, I was um, I was really, really breaking this off. I got with Burner now. I got with a lot of people. You guys knew I had started a, a, a company called Canna Sports, which was basically mm -hmm. going to go towards medical cannabis, where it gets all the bomb bass, make people feel good. And Matt, you're right. It's a lot of things that a lot of players, I, I can take, for instance, Earl Campbell, who was ailing and aching and can't barely move, would need stuff like this to get his up in the morning to get itself to moving and get off these medical um, these medical pills that is gonna what they're gonna do is they're gonna solve what they think they're solving but the other places like your liver like your like your um, kidneys and stuff it's gonna break it down There's and no then you're gonna now. be messed up and you're gonna keep taking this stuff and that's what doctors want you to do is keep taking stuff and taking stuff so they can keep selling stuff and selling stuff but with this Preach. cannabis oil and this stuff and the CBD stuff it can make you get Get natural and get everything natural in your body and keep your body feeling good where you can right. get up in the morning, you can take walks, you can feel good about making breakfast or something. But because so, right. some of the time, people who got a lot of disease, a lot of ailing diseases, they can't get up in the morning, they can't even they're get not up. Active. They don't have They're no not idea. doing that. They, they had no nothing. Idea. So if you give them this and give them a sense of um ability to get up, feel good, and stay on this stuff. It's nothing wrong with that. It's Not nothing wrong with that, man. It's nothing wrong to recover your body off of natural. And you know, this is why these the, the, the cannabis is getting to a point where everybody's starting to legalize it. We want all yeah. 50 states to do it, but it's going to take time because they got to get the understanding of it's not going to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Alcohol gets you to drinking and get your mind to getting all bad. Uh, cannabis can get you there if you and you can take different ones to make you mellow, to make you up here, mm -hmm. to make you whatever. And people got to understand yeah, which mm -hmm. one is a which one right. that you can right. do. And then we got a lot of mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I'm not just in the into the flower. I'm into bomb baths. Yes. I'm into oils. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything that's mm -hmm. going to make somebody feel good about themselves. And people right. know that. And that's why a lot of people have been dealing with me and wanted me to come to cannabis uh, uh, conventions and stuff like that so that I can show, share this information with them right. and share what I'm trying to do because I'm not just into to smoking and doing that. All you guys know, I don't even smoke, but I do right. have a, a line that people want to honor me with and I'm going to do it. But then I'm going to do something else that is going right. to make me uh, be uh, uh, help other people. And it's going to be a movement. Yeah. And I think we all going to get into that and we all want to do that. And it's nothing wrong with what all yeah. every one of you guys are doing because it is what it is. And this is the way life is going right now. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it, it's stuck. We're stuck on old stigmas. I think people fear the word high. You know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. So if we can remove right. the word high and educate them, because like you said, there's so many different 
uh, parts of this plant that can help people in different ways, whether you want to get whether you want to get to get the psychological high from it or you want to just get the straight, you know, the, the body recovery and, and ailment. There's so many different levels you can attack. And I think when people hear the word cannabis, they instantly think you're smoking weed, you're high. But there's so many different ways to do this. And and I'm actually working on a project in the Bay Area, GP. We need to sit down and talk about we're unifying mm-hmm. churches out there and, and educating church members because you got to think our grandparents, like you just said, we're trying to cut that, that we trying to cut that medical cabinet in half if not more you know by taking different mm-hmm. parts of this plant you know i mean our grandparents are waking up taking how many pills a day like you said just to get out of bed just to move just to feel better and there's so many testimonies of people taking whether it's the oil the tinctures the, the bath bombs the rubs smoking a joint there's so many testimonies to how beneficial it is for these people we still want to have this old stigma on them so like i said i think the overall picture of all of us athletes, because when we speak, we know people listen to really just push this yeah. message and let you know you can still be a very productive person on on many different levels uh, if you're a cannabis user. And Matt, that's, that's a good point, uh, because a lot of the, the, the churches is and the people in there are old school people that right. don't really understand right. about what's going on. Right. What's a good thing about that is, is that my brother is is one of the, the main pastors in the in California. He's the president of a lot of the, a lot of the things in California where I'm educating him on the same situation that you're talking about by going mm-hmm. to church and telling him what's going on because he's got diabetes and he's got this. I want him to get off pills and all of that stuff right. too. It's so nothing important. wrong. It's nothing wrong with with the stuff that he's doing. He doesn't have to smoke uh, weed and, and and marijuana to do that. He can get these body wraps and the CBDs to Come make on, you man. feel understand. It. Come on, and man. we got to get them to understand that. And that's the problem that we have is that we're not letting everybody understand right. what it is. Right. And Matt, you're right. All they think about is high. It's not like that anymore. This is just a different generation, man. And it's nothing about high no more. Some people can take it. Like we can say with Snoop Dogg. He smokes all the time, and it's just something that he, he's immune to. You know right. what I'm saying? That's his thing to do to keep him feeling right and to keep him motivated. Right. And that's no problem with that. And that's my homie, and that's my dog, and I love him to death. And I'm with him on that if that's going to make him be productive. Right. For him, mm-hmm. for him, yeah, for like him, said, for him, for everybody is different. Everybody is different. You know, right, we have a high, right, we right. have a high tolerance. We smoke before we played, when we played, all the shit. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. to everybody is different. But that's the the amazing part about it is because there's so much education. I think education is the key. Now you learn how to microdose. Now you find out. Because to me, I don't ever want it to someone to have a bad experience on it. You know what I mean? Right, because there's right. so much information and education on it now. You can know you can microdose if you're messing with the edibles or the tinctures, or whatever. You know, I even want to get to a point where. You know, I'm letting a little cat out the bag, but when we start dropping our pre-rolls and shit again to give people like levels, when you smoke this much, this is what you should feel. You smoke this much, this is what you should feel. And if you feel like you can handle a whole joint, go for it. But to me, if we can Mm -hmm. educate people and let them know like there's a responsible way to handle this, like the old narrative of stoners or or, or loose, this is a real life business now. And this this plan is really helping change people's lives. So if we can continue to educate, like I said, with the church shit, we definitely got to link up with that to continue to educate the members. Shout out uh, Bishop Clark and Word Assembly in Oakland. Uh, we got to sit down, especially that your brother's a pastor too. So we got a, whole, a, a cool play in the Bay Area and we want to cookie cut that model and take that shit all over the country. 
Yeah, we got to do that soon, and because it, it'll it'll help everybody, and it, it'll start something. But what the yeah. thing is, I wanna I wanna congratulate y'all, and I wanna be say I'm proud of both of you too for even coming up with a uh, with a show like this, so that they can understand, and so that everybody in the world can understand what's going on right here, especially with you two of you guys, who you guys have done whatever what you've done in the community and what you've done on the basketball court for these people to come here, and then y'all educate them and talk to educational wise as what y'all doing now. Y'all not talking like y'all ignorant or a fool or mm-hmm. nothing like that. Y'all talking mm-hmm. where y'all know about everything y'all talking about in educational and doing things like that. And I'm very right. proud of y'all, man, and I want to give y'all kudos for that because man, this is that, what okay. we need. This is what we need in this world. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam casella to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college you think yeah. i need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we, appreciate we, that, we definitely appreciate it, OG. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, and me and Matt, we always talk about it. To, to touch what he's talking about, the productive side of it, it just, the stigma is just so bad. Like, I, I started smoking when I, when I was 12, so I honestly would say I could tell, be the I could tell by the uh, I could tell by the tint on the uh, on your lower lip. You, it looked about... <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that, shit, that shit got some wear and tear on it, my nigga. Because it started with... It used, to, it used to be Swishers, then with the grape Dude. Swishers. The alcohol, man, yeah, you know. you know what I mean? So, I smoked Swishers yeah, back for in 20 the day. years. Ugh, shout out back, Raw. Back, Shout out, yeah, shout out, that's who I'm, that's, shout that's out who I'm, Backwoods. Jack likes Backwoods. Backwoods, holla at Jack. Yeah. He'll definitely, you could tell, he's a Backwoods supporter, so do something, fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, 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 but for me, but for me, I know, I know, especially sports-wise, I, I played through all kind of injuries just like both of y'all did. There's no way I would have made it 14 years. There's no way I would have been as productive that I, that I have been 
if it wasn't for cannabis. So a lot, a lot of people, right. I'm glad, like you said, I'm glad that we are able to stand on the forum for it because me and Matt, you you never seen me and Matt missing the game or suspended because of cannabis. You never seen us getting pulled over with it. So we can speak on it because we help with because we done it the right way. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that we got people like you too, OG, that speak on it too, because it, it gives us credibility. Right, right. And you know, you guys, even though I didn't smoke weed when I was in the league and I tried to be a a, a, a a guy where I, I was tough all the time and get through it. You know what I'm saying? But then I wish I could, I would have, because then I wouldn't have had so much alcohol in my system right now. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, no bullshit. So, see, so I used to put it to the alcohol, man. So right. you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie to y'all. Y'all had y'all's, I had mine, man. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So I wish I would have been a little bit different on that, because then I would have, have my body, you know, way, way more better to, than I, I did then. So, but it was always a learning process of what we're doing. That's why everything mm -hmm. trickles out to be what it is in the future. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. And now this mm -hmm. reason is in 2020 that we understanding what the cannabis is going about and how we did it. And y'all had it already in, in the forefront when y'all was in the league. So we don't, you know, mm -hmm. people don't know it, but they know it now. And that's yeah. why a lot yeah. of these sports are now starting to say, we're not going <laughs> to test for this. We're not going to test yeah. for marijuana. We're not going to do that. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, so it's not like, it. I think it's so much, not to cut you off, G, I think that these leagues worry so much about image and the message we're putting out to children. You know what I mean? So it's not so mm -hmm. much promoting go smoke weed. Just don't test for it no more. We remember back, I'm sure it was for you, I, I, we used to get that preseason test. Uh, one time we yeah. were good. So it wasn't like they were saying go smoke, but they just wasn't tested for that shit. You know, so it's not right. like you're promoting, we think kids, because I mean, obviously the NBA is, you know, we got the kids, we got the world's attention. So we are, obviously, they want to be conscious about the message we're sending to children. But like I said, at the end of the day, it's right. not so much about promoting the situation. It's just not testing for it anymore. Right. And that's what the, 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 the um, leagues are doing because it's not going to be, you guys, you know that. They're not going to be able to stop you guys from smoking weed and nobody right. else is smoking weed. You're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it regardless. They're going to so. do it regardless. So why why fight it? So you fool yeah. around and all of a sudden you get 80 people that has positive for it. What you gonna do? You gonna mess your whole league up if you try to suspend 80 people. You know what I'm but, saying? So right. just let I them do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just make sure. And I and, and y'all guys are responsible. Y'all come to the game. Y'all know not to y'all ain't gonna hurt nobody or nothing gonna happen. You can re, you can right. you can redo it, you can do it. You can maintain it and contain it, and you be responsible. So right. everybody gonna be good and, and they know they're not gonna be able to control everybody because right. everybody gonna keep doing it. Right. I remember towards the end of my career, um, I was in the drug program and they were over. I, I was I was told there were half the dudes. There was over 200 dudes in there for cannabis alone. Yeah. Yeah. You know and, what and, mean? And so I was probably one of them. That's half the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, and it's everywhere yeah. from rookies to superstars. You know what I mean? Like right. yeah. in, in all and not just the NBA. In the NFL mm -hmm. and Major League Baseball, you know what I mean? Like, we know right. other people in different walks of life, and it, it, it is what it is. So it shouldn't be looked down upon. It shouldn't be criminalized. You shouldn't, you know, I lost my homeboy. Shout out my homeboy, Ontario Smith from Sacramento, one of the coldest running backs ever. Was about to sign a big deal with the Minnesota Vikings and got popped for the third time with the tree and some other, you know, in, in, in the situation. And he lost his career over it. You mean, you look at the dude from the Cowboys, David yeah. Irving, retired over it. Because people, you know, people, th they don't understand the real benefits. They're, they, they look at it mm -hmm. as, as, as with the old stigma, the old stereotype that it's, it's, it's a gateway for other bullshit, and it's not. You know what I mean? Like, we, we smokers are weed smokers, and it's very beneficial in our lives, man. So it's, I'm glad that I think we've still got a way to go. 
but we're definitely headed in the right direction as far as just trying to normalize this. To me, it should be just as normal for a mom at the end of the day to have a, a joint than it is to have a glass of wine. Word. And and that's true. It's, it's everybody, you know. Like you said, man. A lot of people like to drink wine. Some right. people want to have a have a have a joint. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Have a pre roll. You know, just smoke mm -hmm. that, and then that'll make you relax and be there. And you know, and I guarantee you, right now in this quarantine, that's what it's all about right now. Right. Everybody <laughs> probably smoking it out. They probably smoking it yeah. out right now. So it's yeah. all good, yeah. man. And as yeah. uh, uh, long as we can get to the point where we can get everybody educated on this and get this to just be where it's at because we are moving in the right direction we are doing mm. things and the right people are stepping up to promote this and let them know it and the people that are right. stepping up are, are respected people and people listen to it so that's good yeah. and we're getting into the right right direction we, we need to all come together on this this is something our brother al harrington has been been preaching on this we need to all come together and figure out some you know create some quarter some sort of board like continuing to come together and push this narrative and educate people i think education um, on this situation is the key, man. But we're going to uh, wrap it up. So, like I said, we want to get you in the studio, so we're not going to get too deep into too much shit, but we're going to close out with a couple quick hitters for you. Um, favorite, uh, favorite player to watch present day? Favorite player to watch present day, man. You know that's a hard one, but I'm going to go with the boy Le Le uh, Morant. Oh, he's John Morant. Yeah, John Moran. I, I like. I love the little young boy, man. He got a lot of dog in him. He don't back yeah, down to nobody. Get into it. He talk his trash too, and he just don't back down to people. And he remind me of myself a lot. And I love. I love that young mm -hmm. kid. Yeah. So tell me, current day with your rules, rules from the '90s, who's one point guard you'd want to go one on one with, where you can hand check go and play defense? How you could play? Marcus Smart. From Ooh. Boston, I want to go at him, man. He a little dog, man. I think me and him, I think me, and, I think me and him, I have a real, real good battle, man. Ooh, I would want to go that. with him because he got, he got it. And it's one more. I would want to go with Patrick Beverly too. I would want to go at his yeah, dog yeah. too, though. So you Shots know what I'm saying? Out. Them two, them two. Yeah, them the two. That's I would be really, some shit really want to go right at. there. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I would want to go to both of them. Yeah. If the if the season gets back on track. Um, who do you see going to the finals? I see the Clippers and uh, Milwaukee going to the finals. Uh, I think yeah. both of them got both of them got what it takes. Milwaukee is in a division in the East Coast where I think they're just dominating it right now. With Giannis being healthy and everything, I don't think nobody over there can stop him. Over here in the West Coast, you know, the, the, the Lakers are, are the truth, but I still think that that team over there with the with the Clippers, they got too much off the bench. They got too much Shout going. I think, yeah, I think Kawhi and, and Paul uh, and Paul is just it's just they just too tough for me. I think that then with Patrick Beverly being the one who he go and go lock down a superstar, I think he can get up into um, LeBron a little bit and slow him down, and then get all of the big dogs to start guarding him at the end, which they done. Done, mm -hmm. But the Lakers proved in the third game that they can get with them. But I still think they got too many people. Mm -hmm. So Clippers, so you see Clippers winning the championship. I do see the Clippers winning the championship. You know, I, I see the West win the championship. Period. That's even if the Clippers about. don't, even if the Clippers don't go by, and the Lakers can can dethrone, can get at the at the um, at the Clippers, I think the Lakers will win the championship. Especially yeah, with LeBron yeah. and AD. LeBron is is, yeah. is just a player where it, you can't stop him. He's going to get a triple double, and he's going to wheel his way. You know, you done seen it. <laughs> you done seen that. You done seen it every time he went to the championship yeah. eight years in a row, and he took yeah. he took bad teams to. 
to the championship. He if the Lakers get now. by, yeah. If yes. the Lakers get, and they got a great team now. If the Lakers yeah. get by the Clippers, they'll win they it. They gonna easily. win it too. Yeah, yeah, they'll win it. Yeah. See, a lot of people think, like, by saying that, that we're disrespecting Milwaukee, but we know as former players, you got to do it in the playoffs. I don't give a fuck how many games you win in the regular season because you saw the Warriors won 73. And they, and they, you know, right. and they unfortunately lost. And didn't win it. You, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do. Giannis has to be the, the the superstar in the regular season, in the playoffs, and then that's when his team, him and his team, start getting more respect. So it's not a disrespect thing. It's just he still has some more room. You know, as, as former players, we feel he needs to grow and he needs to do. He need, we need to see regular season Giannis in the in, in, in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we need to see regular season Giannis in the finals, and then that's when your team starts getting that respect. And then, Matt, you got to understand, playoffs are very different. Possessions become a lot of important. Referees start exactly. calling the game a little bit more tough. As you seen last year when, when Toronto started doubling him and then putting Kawhi on him and doing, mm-hmm. doing things, they took him he out struggled. of his ball game and he struggled. And then now this is what he has to do this year, and that's what he's been, been preaching about all, sun, all right. season, that he's right. going to be different. And when he's be different, the other players on his team and his teammates are going to have to be different too. They're going to have to take some of that load off of him, score points, and make the, make their self important too. And that's what you guys know. We played in the NBA, and when we get to the playoffs, it's a whole different story. They start, you yeah. don't play person one game and then don't see him until two months later. You got to play them back to back to back, and you got to adjust, the and they're going to go in and watch videos, and then they're going to try right. to do something different, and you got to be ready for it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's important, man, for uh, Milwaukee, you know, with Middleton to be that consistent second option, Bledsoe to be that consistent third option, and then the rest of the players just play their fucking role. But I really like, I thought Boston was playing really well before we uh, we took this break. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. they were starting to get their chemistry. Jason Tatum and Brown were hitting their stride. Kimball was getting in where he fit in. Everyone, Gordon Haywood was flashing. Everyone was playing their roles, and I really liked what Boston was doing. Um, but it's going to be interesting, man. It, it, hopefully the league of the season will come back and we can crown a champ. Yeah. Yeah, with Boston, Matt, they get hurt too much. They let one of yeah. them out this time, one of them out that time. If they all could be on the floor at the same time, they're a big threat. They are a really big, a big threat. threat. And with Tatum, and with Tatum playing the way he is and he's starting to become mm-hmm. a superstar, it's hard to right. stop him from scoring the basketball when he can give you 30 anytime and then he real smooth with his jumper is wet. And if they can keep it up, they are a threat too over there in the East. Yeah. I can. I, I think. Um, I, I think Milwaukee's cool, but, but but everybody talk about Giannis. We always see the regular season Giannis. I think they could come out the East, but we need to see playoff Giannis. We can't see regular season right. Giannis in the playoffs. We need to see playoff Giannis. So he got to find another identity and understand that the level goes way high in the playoffs, and you got to bring your you got to bring your level up way high. You got to start hitting jumpers. You got to start doing stuff that you couldn't do in regular season that you wasn't doing in regular season to get your team to the finals. And I think he know that now after losing last year. He's going to win the MVP two years in a row. He's going to win it again this year. And I think what was going to make him different, what made him different this season, of them going into the world games and the people stopping him and that coach talking about, we've been playing against him so long, we know how to stop him and stuff like that. Yeah. That's why I think he's going to be a little bit different when it comes playoff time. And he's going to be, he's going to be pretty good in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. I like LeBron for MVP, but I feel you. Hey, before we get out of here, we were, we, uh, another reference. We spoke to KG one time, and he said that one time you pulled KG and Kobe aside and taught him some shit on defense about when to go after the ball 
and then Kobe applied it. It was a little back and forth, but you got tell us about uh, any personal stories you may have of Kobe or one of your, maybe one of your favorite memories of Kobe. Well, you know, Matt, I had the pleasure of uh, mentoring him for one year when he was in trouble with the Denver case and stuff. Uh, it was really a, a, a enjoyable time for me to mentor him. I became a big brother to him. Kobe was just a little different. He he didn't have no he didn't have no ego. But I'm not as a meaning he did have an ego, but I'm saying an ego and asking OGs what to do and why and how to be could become better. And when he came to approach me at the All-Star game and asked him how to become, how to get make first team all defense. And I sat there to at the um at the um the center court and taught him a lot of things. And he made the, the uh, first team all defense with me that year. I said, this mm. young kid has a lot of different, a lot of different things in him. He's got a lot of a different mentality. And he kept asking me stuff. Every time he played me and I posted him up and I got it, he would always come over to me and, and, and sneak it in my ear. OG, man, why you keep killing me on these post-ups, man? You got to teach me that. What should I do? And that was just a big thing for me to hear that and to respect that. And I couldn't do nothing but respect it and teach him the game because I know I'm a lot older than him and I was going to be leaving the game soon. And I want to see somebody in that game that imitates the things that I do and can be dominant at it. And this kid was one of them guys. And I and I taught him everything that I needed to tell him. We used to stay after practice at, at um, in L.A. And he, we used to te- I used to teach him the post-up game. Then he used to fade away. He took it all. He would face you up and go at you. And it was things that he did like that. And we used to do drills about defense. I used to get him and I used to throw a tennis ball back and forth and he used to catch it with one hand, catch it with one hand and slide. With high learned. And he got so good at it where he used to guard all the top guys. And that's what I started telling him. Stop straying away from all the top guys. If they if the top guy on the team is there, you guard him. Guard him all night. Mm-hmm. And then you take his heart from him and then you go down and kill him on the other mm. end. And that's what he mm. started doing. And that's yeah, what he started that doing. That motherfucking dog shit. I love that. I, yeah, I want to touch yeah. on that real quick because people forget, you know, towards the end of your career, uh, you you touched with the Lakers and obviously won a championship with Miami. What was it like going to that Laker team? Because arguably two people you never thought you would see move. You and Carl Malone end up with the Lakers. Uh, what was that like? Because that Laker lifestyle is something else. Well, you know, Matt, it, it was right, a lot different. And the re- and the way we got to L.A. is because me and Carl had planned already to play with each other. We had been talking about that for two All-Stars. And we said we knew that we weren't going to be with our same team for a long period of time because our owners was a little bit different. They were trying to stray away from us a little bit. They wanted to go young. So he always told me, you know, we're going to play together. So when we came free agents and then all of a sudden Magic start calling us and saying that the Lakers want us, they want us, they want us, they want us. And then all of a sudden, Carl called me and said, you know, I want to go to L.A. I want to get signed. I want to get out of this coldness. I want to get out of all this crap, man. Let's enjoy ourselves at the end of our careers and do what we do. We can sign here for two years and and then re-up and then end our career here and it will be fine. And he said, I'll take the less money. You take the big money. And that's what we did. We took the less, he took the less, I took the big, and we went there and it was a lot different. We didn't expect for Kobe to get in trouble. We didn't expect for Shaq to be feuding with Dr. Buss, but we we worked it and we did a good job at it. We went to the championship. I love both of them dudes, man, and we had a good time and I love Carl Malone. We had a great time while we was there, even though it was turmoil. 
Yeah, no, we want it. Like I said, next time when you come in studio, man, we're going to get down and talk about We're going to get in depth about everything, man. But we just want to thank you for your time today, man, and and and, and give you your, your respect that you do, man. You're a legend. We appreciate you. I know, obviously, you and Jack are close uh, with the big three and, and other stuff, man. But we appreciate everything you've done and, and, and stories like that. You know, we think it's amazing when the OGs really kind of, you know, Pass that off. Like you said, you was on your way out. You wanted to share. That was one thing that Kobe was adamant about. And it was across all avenues, not just sports, but just, you know, mm-hmm. what good is a brilliant mind if you don't share it? So mm-hmm. thank you for doing and, what you um, do, man. Appreciate, appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, I appreciate y'all too, man. And thanks for having me on the show. And it's always a pleasure, man, especially uh, with you two. You know, you know, I respect both of you guys, man, and y'all both uh, dogs and men, and I respect that. So, you know, it's always a pleasure. Anytime you need me, both of y'all, y'all just call me. You know, y'all got my line, and we can, we can do whatever. Gee, appreciate yes, you. Hey, Jack, <laughs> what about your, uh, your, be- your begging segment, Jack? I ain't got no begging segment. He already know what time it is. That's a wrap. You can find this on Showtime Basketball YouTube and all platform streaming podcasts. All of them. You dig. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. This life was all I ever wanted. I'm not leaving. Not yet. I was hoping you'd say that. You gotta hit the streets, make some money. People like us must destroy people like him. Buckle up. Get Showtime free at Showtime.com.